You're listening to episode 77 of Alexa in Canada, the voice experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello and welcome to the podcast for this week. It's great to have you here with me. It's Terry Fisher again with episode 77 of the ALEXA in Canada podcast. Today I've got a repeat guest. I've got Braden Ream, who is the CEO and co-founder of VoiceFlow, one of the best platforms as far as I'm concerned when it comes to developing, designing, prototyping your Lexi and now Google uh, skills and actions respectively. Braden was back on the podcast on episode 55 where he talked a little bit about the origins of the company and um, you know some of the initial challenges and successes that they had when they were starting up the company. And today he's back to talk about some major, major developments in the uh, voice flow community and company, which are tremendously exciting. And I wanted to have him back on to uh, share these uh, bits of news with us firsthand so that we could hear exactly what's going on a little bit behind the scenes with voice flow. If you are interested in developing Lexi skills and now Google Actions. This is a podcast episode that you don't want to miss. All right, so let's get right to it. Here is Braden Ream, CEO and co-founder of VoiceFlow. Hey there, Braden. It is great to have you back on the podcast for uh, your second appearance. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Terry. Uh, for those listeners that uh, have been following along for at least the last five or six months, they'll know that. You were on the show back in uh, early December of 2018, so we're about five, almost six months now since then, and I wanted to bring you back on because there's a lot of great things going on with VoiceFlow, particularly over the last couple of months. But I think before we even get into that, for those people that may not know um, who you are and what you do, maybe you can give us a quick introduction uh, about yourself and about the company. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Braden. I'm one of the four co-founders at uh, VoiceFlow. We make it easy to design, prototype, and build voice apps for Alexa and Google Assistant. Perfect. And I've used the, uh, the the platform a number of times for various uh, skills that I've done, and I love it. And that's I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of VoiceFlow, so that's why I'm really excited to have you <laughs> awesome. back on here. Um, let's maybe you can tell us a little bit more. Maybe get a little bit more detail about um, you know how the how the company started. Uh, people can always go back, like I said, and listen to the previous episode. But where did you guys come up with the idea, and how has it developed? And then we'll jump into more of the uh, current news with, around the company. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, we started about a year ago now. Uh, we were uh, essentially looking for different ideas in the voice space. We uh, we had an Alexa, uh, one of the original, you know, hockey-looking uh, Alexa dots, and um, yeah, we, th- we thought it was an interesting platform. So we started to, started to experiment. Uh, started with voice shopping for a bit. That didn't really go anywhere, and then we uh, eventually landed on doing interactive children's stories. Um, and so when we were looking to build uh, an interactive children's story Alexa skill. Uh, we actually looked at a bunch of different platforms to use since, um, you know, we had tried custom coding it for a couple of days and we thought it was just going to take way too long. Uh, so we landed on Storyline, which, uh, which is now called Invocable, but we tried it Storyline. Um, and that was really good. And we actually used that for a little bit. Uh, eventually, we hit sort of a, a features uh, cap. We felt like we couldn't move any further on, on that platform. So we tried a couple others. We tried voice apps and 
um, some other some other really amazing platforms out there. And we just found there wasn't anything that suited what we wanted to build. And so we decided to build our own platform that would help us build uh, interactive children's stories faster. And, you know, as we started to build uh, the Storyflow Alexa skill, it got really popular. Um, so, you know, it actually became one of the more popular Alexa skills in Canada. It was, you know, really well received. And we had a really unique problem in that we couldn't build interactive children's stories fast enough, um, which is, you know, a funny situation for any business to be in. Uh, so at first we actually just tried hiring uh, some summer interns and, you know, we had like a conveyor belt of people writing children's stories, fl you know, flow charting them out, building them uh, either with custom code or storyline, and then trying to pump it onto our platform. It just wasn't working. And so um, as we started to build out this internal tool more and more, we started to lean more heavily onto it. Uh, and I think back in, back in November of, of last year now, uh, so I think like, you know, seven or eight months ago, um, we had some. Uh, uh, we had the idea of essentially creating the YouTube of voice, and so we wanted to have authors actually come onto the Storyflow platform, uh, our internal tool, and use it to build their own interactive stories that would that would be put onto Storyflow. Um, and what ended up happening was, you know, authors really liked the tool; they thought it was pretty interesting. However, they didn't want to build on our platform; they actually wanted to have their own app. Um, and so we sort of had the light bulb go off and said, "Huh, like if these folks want to use." Uh, our internal tool to build their own voice apps and they don't want to use these other um, no-code platforms, maybe we just let them do that and we'll, we'll sort of see where this goes. And, you know, within our first couple of weeks, we had 2,000 people sign up and we thought, yeah, this could probably be our business. Uh, so we shifted our company's name from Storyflow to VoiceFlow and the rest is history. It's amazing. It's a it's a really nice success story here already in this early uh, voice technology industry. And uh, you, you probably know this, Brain, but uh, I was just doing a search here and Storyflow, your your Alexa skill, is uh, still the number one Alexa skill in Canada right now, as far as rankings go. So that's that's great. So people are still using it. You know what's really funny about um, the Storyflow Alexa skill is it still gets pretty good usage, and we still get Alexa rewards uh, from it. And we haven't worked on a new story on it in like six months. We've even had times where it's gone down for a week or two, and uh, yeah, people continue to use it, and it, that, you know that's an awesome sign that. Um, you know, we built an awesome following and, and, you know, eight months later, they're still there. Yeah. Fantastic. Like I say, it's a great, great story. So let's jump into a little bit more of the, the recent developments here with, with your company now, because there's been a lot going on in the news and for people that follow the voice tech space, they, they may be familiar with this, but one of the really big stories was, um, over the last couple of months, uh, of course, it storyline, which became invocable. And now their partnership with with uh, your company, VoiceFlow. Can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about kind of what happened there and, um, and and what the story is there? Yeah, for sure. So I think this all starts when Invocable made their, uh, the, you know, they had their decision to pivot. Uh, I think it was a week after us, um, back in November of last year. Um, they actually took a lot of flack from sort of the voice community and, and a lot of their users. Um, and, I, you know, our team made a very conscious decision to, um, you know, not be a competitive platform and not try to pile onto them. You can actually listen in that, I believe in the last podcast we did together, um, you know, we tried to just be as supportive as we can as um, the way we view the space right now is it's much, um, it, it's not a winner takes all space right now at all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a small group of companies who are trying to make the space viable for everyone. And the way we view it is, you know, let's say there's uh 50,000 voice designers and developers right now. I'm not sure what the actual number is, but let's just say, um, 
there are, you know, another 5 million out there who, you know, need to be trained and brought into this space rather than all the companies competing for the existing 50,000, you know, people. And so there's a heavy lift that we all need to contribute. And that's the way we look at the space and the market. And, you know, it's, it's always friendly competition. And so we held that with uh, Invocable when they pivoted and we, you know, tried to maintain really good relations with them. Uh, Vasily and I uh, have had lots of late night messages talking about, you know, the voice space and, you know, our different thoughts on it, since we do have, you know, some diverging opinions on it, of course. Mm -hmm. And in January, they, uh, you know, Vasily starting to think about, um, you know, what they wanted to do next. And, and, you know, this all comes down to timing, essentially. It's, you know, where do you think the market is timing wise? Um, Do you think that, you know, mass market Mm -hmm. adoption is two years away or three years away? And if so, um, you know, you know, which company wants to wait it out? Uh, you know, what, what's the market looking like today? Who are the users today? Who's able to pay today so that your business can sustain? And, you know, on some of these opinions, we definitely diverged. And, and you know, we think that um, the space is ripe to build, um, you know, a, a pretty healthy startup right now. Uh, I don't think you can build a massive company, but, you know, I think you can build a, a pretty, uh, pretty amazing company that grows with the market now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vasily and them had different opinions on that. And so we just started to talk about, um, you know, a potential partnership where um, we were expanding our team at that time. I think we were already 10 people and, you know, we'd be able to help out with their customer success is that was um, definitely a bit of an issue for them as, as, you know, the time zones were different and uh, they had a tough time managing so many, so many users and so many customer success tickets where we said, um, you know, why don't we just essentially, um, you know, join forces and we'll help manage the invocable platform um, and from, you know, January onwards, we started to integrate a little bit more, started to work on our design files to, um, make our platforms more similar. And, uh, you know, four or five months later, I think, you know, a lot of the best features of Invocable, uh, have been brought over to VoiceFlow and, you know, we're super thankful for Vasily and Maxim and sort of the whole storyline slash Invocable team having put in so much work over all these months, um, you know, to build the platform and, and I, you know, ideas that they did and, you know, hopefully we can carry that torch forward. That's fantastic. I think it's really, uh, really unique that you're able to, uh, like you said, be very supportive of another company that's doing similar things, not not entirely the same, of course, but doing similar things and then work together to sort of bring the best of both worlds together. And, uh, and I think ultimately, it, it strengthens voice flow now. Because um, I know you've got a lot of uh, happy, happy uh, customers and clients that you're that you're supporting now with your platform. So I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Vasily and them, uh, Vasily and Maxim, um, to their credit, they really care about their users. Um, you know, they, they've got certainly got some flack from the voice community, but their number one concern through this whole transition period was um, how do we make sure that you know all the storyline skills that are built with their platform, how do we make sure those those stay up and functional? How do we migrate those over to voice flow servers so that you know they remain in perpetuity? Um, and then you know, lastly, um, they actually did a bit of a, a bit of a, a a searching process when they were going through all the available platforms to find which one would be the best to partner with um, because they wanted to make sure that their users had a great experience moving forward. And, you know, we're super thankful they chose us. So yeah, full credit to Vasily and Maxim for, um, you know, really trying to um, man- maintain the quality of life for all their users. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, and uh, I had the opportunity to interview uh, Vasily uh, uh, a, w- a while back. Uh, to discuss his platform at the time, and and I agree with you. He's 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 always been a wonderful guy to uh, to talk to and to interact with. So, yeah, uh, it's it's wonderful that you guys have this great partnership now. Um, something that you've touched on there is really the the community aspect, and I know that's really big and important for you guys. Do you want to do you want to comment a little bit about that? 
Yeah. Um, so I think in, in, you know, in these early days of, of um, really any technology, but voice especially, it's really important that you build a strong community around uh, your platform and, and your brand and really just sort of the space in general. Um, I think the reason that this is so important is because best practices haven't been established yet, at least to the degree that, um, you know, they're universally followed or at least, you know, near universally. Um, and I think, you know, there's two problems in voice right now. Uh, one is discovery and the other is design. Um, and I think design is something that we as a community can shift. Uh, discovery is, of course, up to the platforms. Um, but yeah, like if you just have a standalone tool, it's really tough to um, get quick user feedback and see where people's heads are and, you know, what alternative tools are they using and why and, you know, how can we think about, um, you know, our approach. Um, and, you know, these are all things that community can really facilitate. And we've, uh, um, we've been incredibly fortunate to have um, sort of a loyal, uh, a loyal and strong user base right from the start where if we make mistakes and we've made many, many mistakes and, you know, we'll continue to do so. Um, if you have a community who, you know, knows you personally and they feel, uh, you know, not only attached to the product, but to the team behind it, I think, you know, there's definitely a lot more user forgiveness for these sorts of mistakes. And rather than, you know, leaving the platform and leaving a bad note, it's much more, uh, you know, cheering you on to do better for the next time. And, um, yeah, that, you know, that's, part of the reason why we value community so much and moving forward, you know, we can only imagine continue, you know, continuing to expand. Uh, I think we have multiple Facebook groups now between, you know, the invocable Facebook group and voiceful Facebook group and a couple other large Alexa user groups. Um, you know, we can only imagine uh, we want to continue to expand these and potentially even integrate them. That's great. Yeah. And I, and I know that you do an, an amazing job really of, uh, you know, jumping on there and, and doing a live video, uh, daily, uh, updating the users and the community about what's going on with the company. And I think that's fantastic. You don't see that too often these days. Yeah, it's, I'll tell you though, it's, it's certainly gotten tougher. Uh, so I think, you know, I went the past couple weeks. Um, it, it's a really funny transition from um, when you're a really small team, when you're less than, you know, five people, which we were for pretty much most of the company. Um, you know, you have uh, intimacy with your user base because all you're doing all day is you're you know talking to users and you're building product right that's you're you know you're really only doing two things um as we've started to turn into an actual you know uh company where you know i think we're 12 people now 12 or 13 or something like that um as you start to become a larger company you start to have to deal with you know office issues and uh you know now there's um investor relations and there's uh you know hiring people and you know uh, managing teams and you start to actually lose touch with what really matters. And, you know, I had a really good chat with one of our uh, investors the other day about this and that, um, you know, the community is what got us here and, and we have to make sure we um, don't lose sight of that and sort of get, you know, caught in the nuances of, of, you know, running a company. We've got to get back to, you know, product and community, which is what's, you know, the most important thing. Yeah. That, that's a really, really good insight. Um, so, yeah. And, and I know that's a struggle with as, as, as it grows. I mean, those are the other th- the issues that come up. So, that's a, that's a challenge, a little bit of a balancing act, I suppose. So, Braden, another thing that you had mentioned was investors, and that's been another big topic of news as far as voice logos. Tell us a little bit about that because that's really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we've raised enough money to be able to sustain our, our team now, which is you know fantastic. Um, how we went about our most recent round was, I think at the end of the day, if you believe in a future where people are going to be talking to, te- uh, to technology – um, I think that's universally accepted at this point. 
So voice as an interface is uh, clearly going to be a part of the future. I don't think it's fair to say that I've heard a lot of folks go sort of on the far side of the spectrum and say voice is the future. It's the only thing, um, you know, it's going to replace mobile phones and computers. I don't necessarily go that far. You know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking on like maybe a five-year time frame, but I, de I definitely think voice is going to continue to be a larger and larger part of our lives uh, as an interface. And so with that, I think it makes logical sense that there are going to be sort of a platitude of platforms that, um, or a multitude of platforms, I should say, facilitate the design, development, prototyping um, of, you know, applications and, you know, interfaces that run uh, through voice. And, you know, that was really our pitch moving forward is that, you know, voice apps, for example, um, you know, are, we don't want to hinge our entire companies purely on Alexa and Google. Um, you know, we think, we believe firmly in voice as an interface and so do all of our investors. And so it's, it's a place to definitely start. It's a place to, you know, that's interesting to work with. But moving forward, um, you know, I, I think it's an undeniable future and it's the right time to start to build a company is, um, you know, when it's obvious, it's too late. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith and um, we've seen enough, uh, enough users and enough users who are willing to pay where we think, you know, we can build, um, you know, a sizable enough company and, you know, the rest will be determined on the sort of how the market grows over the next couple of years. You know, that's how those you know decisions uh, came to be. And we're super, you know, appreciative of, of some of our investors like Ryan Hoover and, you know, True Ventures who um, sort of believed in that vision right from, I think we started raising in, in February. Um, so it's certainly been a long process. It's fantastic. Because, well, if, I mean, if you're able to support your team now and really focus on growing it, I think... Well, it's, I mean, it's big. It's it's great. It's uh, so congratulations on that on that uh, accomplishment. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think when people think about um, investment, it in these early days, investments often in team and market. And I think uh, you know the market is such an exciting time, and I think um, you know everyone else can attest to that. Uh, and you know, I think we have a team that can execute, uh, you know, really quickly. And I, you know, I think we've shown that over the past five or six months, just with you know the progress we've made on the voiceable platform so far. So, yeah, you know, we're 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 super excited. I don't think we're gonna, um, I don't think we're gonna grow tenaciously uh, and you know, um, blow up in in a, in a ball of fire. We're just going to, um, you know, take things slow and see where the market develops and try to build the best product that people love. That's that's sort of our approach right now. That's great, and that's a great segue because you said uh, you know the team is progressing and and you're you're creating new features. Maybe for the last couple of minutes here, you can tell us some of the highlights of some of the other things that have been uh, introduced into the uh, into the platform over the last couple of months, and 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 then where you're going with those those features. Yeah, so you know the last time um, we chatted, I think we were just starting to monetize. I think you know we'd maybe just introduced payments, or we may not have even done so yet. And so now we are monetized now. However, you know, we really believe in, in allowing people to um, sort of experiment with the platform first. And so we do have free trials and, you know, all these sorts of things that allow people to come on and, and sort of experience VoiceFlow. And so that's been actually a big feature for us as, you know, if you want to prove viability as a business, um, you know, you need to be able to monetize at some point. Uh, I don't think this is a good space right now to do everything for free. And so that's actually been, been a bit of a focus for us is, you know, lay out, laying down a scalable business model that um, is fair to our users, but also allows us to, you know, continue to remain as a company. So that's certainly sure. been one. Um, alongside that, though, you know, what users definitely care about more than, you know, monetizing, because, you know, that's more so uh, something for us, 
um, is actual coll uh, collaboration has been a huge, huge, huge feature for us. And so this has been in development for, I think maybe a month, maybe a month or two. It, it took us a long, long time. Um, and this allows users to actually share projects and be able to collaborate now, which we think is really exciting. And you know, the reason we actually built out this feature in the first place is we chatted with a bunch of our professional users and they you know, often have teams of two, three, four people uh, and often they're stakeholders. So for example, if it's an agency and on their team, they'll have a product manager, maybe a, you know, a developer, a designer, sometimes even a linguist um, or like professional, you know, professionally trained VUI designer. And these folks before were all sharing one voice flow account and it was actually a really frustrating experience for them. And so we uh, pivoted a lot of how our business works to focus on teams and collaboration so that everything is um, you know, very low cost for the individual and then we can start to scale with teams. And so that's really, really exciting. Um, people have been loving that so far and we've seen you know, teams as big as five, six, seven people uh, sign on to VoiceFlow, which is you know, fantastic. Wow. Um, another, yeah, another feature that people are really excited about is actually uh, a Google integration. So the last time we chatted, it was just a Alexa skills. And we've uh, essentially figured out a way to do cross-platform uh, development for Alexa and Google um, simultaneously, which is really exciting. So when you're building on VoiceFlow, you're actually building for both Google and Alexa at the same time. That's awesome. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's certainly a feature that people really appreciate. And we've seen a ton of actions get published through VoiceFlow now, um, you know, which is amazing as, you know, I sort of believe that Google is certainly catching up in terms of prominence. Um, I think they've done a really good job in moving the voice space forward. And uh, I've, I've got some interesting opinions on, on sort of where those platforms are, are diverging and converging. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Google's definitely um, something that we're really proud of. And, you know, in future, we're going to look to other platforms and see if it makes sense to integrate them. Uh, we're super excited about Siri. Uh, we're super excited about Samsung Bixby. Um, and so, you know, we'll see where those platforms go. Right. Uh, in terms of other features, I mean, um, <laughs> we've done so much. It's, it's often hard to, to you know, reconnect my memory. But I think some of the more exciting ones would be integrations. So, for example, the ability to connect to third-party services without having to use APIs. So we just added Google Sheets, which means you can now connect to a Google Sheet and pull in and you know, post data without having to use any APIs. So for our non-technical users, this was you know, a really nice upgrade, and it makes things a lot faster. Um, and you know, it's, it's been widely adopted so far, which is great. Um, we've also added a, a system for combined blocks. So if, if you're familiar with um, sort of context switching and um, some other, you know, there's a couple different advanced VUI topics that they're excited about right now, like context switching, dialogue management, um, localization, you know, a couple other things like this. Mm -hmm. um, we've added a new combined block system as one of the things that was um, apparent to us about VoiceFlow before was having individual blocks on the canvas is really not how voice is supposed to be designed for. So when you have individual blocks all linked together by lines and, you know, nodes and things like that, um, you end up getting a really messy flow chart and it's actually, it's tough to do proper designs for um, voice. And so we're moving more and more towards adding uh, like a better VUI design system in place where it's all focused around steps and large um, combined blocks where the user is going to enter intent at the top and it's going to then make a bunch of different uh, state changes and at the bottom will be a different response um, rather than right now where you have all these different blocks in a big, you know, really messy flow chart. And so we're moving slowly and slowly towards adding better design systems in place and, 
you know, I think other platforms are also making, you know, really good steps in this direction is I think it's something that the entire voice community has to do. Um, you know, if we want to prove that, you know, voice experiences don't have to be clunky, they can be really amazing. Um, and, you know, I, you know, we're just trying to do our part there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm happy to touch on any other, you know, individual features you can think of, but we've added so much. It's almost, it's, you know, it's almost tough to even um, go over everything. I know. And, and to be honest, like I, we could, we could probably sit here and talk for like an hour about the different features. You've got so much <laughs> in there. It's, um, yeah. it's great. It's great. And, and something I want to emphasize too, and I, I know we talked about this a little bit in the, in the previous episode that we did together, but just so that listeners can know um, that, I mean, I'm, for example, I know, from my own personal experience, I'm not a developer, I'm not a coder, and I can use this platform. But at the same time, uh, people that are seasoned developers can use this to be more efficient. And so what's really interesting, at least from my perspective, is that you've able, you really created a product here that has a mass appeal to people at different levels of voice design. Um, mm-hmm. Is that a fair statement? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's definitely what we're going for. Um, I think... I think Amazon has done an awesome job with blueprints and I think Google will eventually come up with something similar where it makes it really, really easy to build voice experiences. And I, I think, you know, the entire community really needs those, those low, uh, lower level tools, um, you know, which allows, you know, millions of people to create uh, Alexa and, you know, in Google action um, where we see ourselves as trying to be, you know, the professional platform that enables, you know, making, Easy for beginners, but then as you want to build more and more complex things, uh, you know, as you start to use this, you know, in your workflow and not just as a hobby, um, being able to scale with your use cases and you know, being able to handle some of those more advanced um, features and you know, pieces of functionality, and it's a really unique um, product design problem in that how do you make something easy to use and approachable, but also be able to scale with the users and you know, and what they want to do, and you know, I think we've done a decent job, but we certainly have a long way to go on that. Well, that's fantastic. Like I say, I could I could sit here and I could uh, I could chat with you for hours about the different features and stuff. I just really like I said right off the bat, I'm a big fan of this. This is my uh, personally for me, this is my go to uh, like voice design platform interface. Um, I love it. So, and you, you guys are doing an awesome, awesome job. So, so um, yeah, keep up the great work, Brain. Where can people go to uh, to learn more about what's going on and, and check it out? Yeah, so then go to voiceflow.com. Uh, super happy we have that domain now. Um, <laughs> alternatively, you can also check out our community at Voiceflow Community on Facebook. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Braden, for, for your time. Um, I look forward to We'll have to catch up again at some point, maybe another six months, and see where you're at and, uh, and, and continue to, to see all the great things that you're doing. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for having me on, Terry. Always a pleasure. Well, there you go. Like I said, uh, VoiceFlow is my go-to uh, voice design platform interface uh, program, whatever you want to call it. You got to check this one out. Uh, Braden has always been really generous with his time to come on here, and uh, you know I'm I'm only too happy to uh, to feature him and his company in here because I think they're doing some amazing work in this voice-first space. Like I said. Check them out if you're looking to create any type of Lexi skill or now Google Action. Go to voiceflow.com. And of course, uh, I've got all the notes for this episode on our page. You can check that out at alexaincanada.ca slash 77. And a quick word, if you're looking for some information on how to develop a flash briefing and you want to learn how to do that, what are the best practices, uh, marketing it, We really cover it all. You can check out flashbriefingformula.com, which is my premium course, which is completely free. 
uh, gift to you. So just check it out at flashbriefingformula.com. And again, all the show notes, of course, has all these links, A-L-E-X-A in Canada dot C-A slash 77. Talk to you again next week. She's got, She's skills. got skills.